Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The portion of God's Word that we will draw our attention to this morning is our Gospel reading for today. Listen again to verses 34 and 35. Please rise. Jesus said, A new commandment I give you, love one another. Just as I have loved you, so also you are to love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is God's word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, these are your words. Make us holy through the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. You might not be that familiar with the name Anna Jarvis. Anna Jarvis is actually the one who advocated for there to be a National Mother's Day. She was the one that led the charge, and it was actually after her mother, who was also advocating for this, had died in 1905, and then Anna took up the charge. And then finally in 1914, President Woodrow Wilson declared that we would have a particular day that in this country we would celebrate mothers with, quote, a public expression of our love and reverence, end quote. Another fact about Anna Jarvis, she ended up hating Mother's Day. Why? Well, because of what it ended up becoming. Even in those early days, she said that the day had become way too commercialized. And she even advocated, she lobbied for the greeting card companies to give their profits from Mother's Day to the poor. Now, regardless of your personal opinions about Mother's Day, here we are. Mother's Day, though, is not on the calendar of the church year. It's not a festival, an official festival of the church year. So you might be wondering why we're talking about it today, in church at least, that is. And it's not because yours truly is afraid of any kind of backlash if we just pass by this day without any recognition. Well, when it comes down to it, what is Mother's Day all about? What, what do you think of when you think of Mother's Day? We think about love. A mother's love for her children, our love for our mothers. And where does that love come from? Where does that love originate? whether we're talking about a mother's love for us or our love for our mothers. Well, it originates with Jesus. Jesus who defines really what love is. Jesus who commanded us to love one another, including our mothers. Now, the love upon which this command is based, of course, is the love that Jesus has for us. Many times our worldly definitions of love, they can become pretty mushy. They can become watered down. We think of love many times as simply a feeling, something that we can fall into or fall out of, something that we may withhold from someone if we're upset with them. But Christ's love is not like that. His love is a self-sacrificing love. The context of Jesus' words in this passage help us to see exactly how that is true. 
It was Maundy Thursday. It was the night that, that Jesus would be betrayed. Judas had left. He had gone to, to do his devilish work. And so Jesus is speaking to the 11 faithful apostles who were there with him. And he says to them, Dear children, I am going to be with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And where I am going, you cannot come. Now, we look at these words and we understand what Jesus meant, that Jesus was eventually going to be going to the cross, that he was going to be betrayed, that he was going to be tried and then executed. Why? Why did all of that happen? Well, it wasn't just because there were bad men who were out for Jesus. No, it was because of his love for us. Our sins sent Jesus to the cross. Our shortcomings nailed him there so that our debt to God would be paid. But Jesus went willingly. He went to the cross willingly. And that's why his love for us is self-sacrificing. His love, his act of love takes our sins away. We don't owe any penalty to God any longer because of our sins, because Jesus paid it for us. Now, a mother's love for her children can't rise to that level of actually paying for someone's sins, much less the sins of, of the entire world. But a mother's love is definitely self-sacrificing. Many mothers, if they've given birth to their children, make physical sacrifices even in carrying and, and then bearing their children. Mothers stay up nights feeding and taking care of their children. They work hard to make sure that their children are cared for. As Proverbs thirty-one twenty-seven says, She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Mothers, along with fathers, teach their children, especially God's word. In Proverbs 1, it says, Listen, my son, to your father's discipline, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. And do mothers ever stop worrying about their children, no matter how old they are? And why do mothers do what they do? And we could definitely go on and on with a list that, that would grow pretty long, of what mothers do for their children. Well, they want the best for their children. And this is a reflection of Jesus' love for us. What was Jesus' end goal? What was his, his end game of loving us? He wanted us to be saved. He wanted us to be rescued. He saw us, he looked at us and saw us marching straight into the flames of hell. And he didn't want that. He wanted us to be in heaven with him instead. And so he came and pursued his goal, his goal of, of saving us. He acted on his desire of not wanting us to get what our sins deserved. Yes, Jesus wanted us to spend eternity with him in heaven and not to spend eternity in hell. In chapter 14, just after our passage, just after this 13th gospel, 13th chapter of John. He says this, In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, because I am going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you home with me so that you will be where I am. 
That's the ultimate goal that Jesus had. He wants us to be with him in heaven. And in order to do that, he had to show his love. He had to die for our sins. That is quite a sacrifice. That's the ultimate love. It's so much higher. Jesus' love is so much higher than than even the love that a mother has for her children. Yes, mothers are usually willing to sacrifice and sacrifice and, and sacrifice some more for their children. But Jesus' sacrifice is the actual motivation for that mother's love for her children. And Jesus' sacrificial love is also the motivation that we have to love our mothers. Now, maybe you don't think that we need that much motivation to love our mothers. I mean, come on, it's, it's mom, right? But are we always that good at loving our mothers? Are we really that good? Sometimes our mothers are a little bit exasperating to us, maybe especially while we're younger. Can we actually love them with the same love that Jesus has for us? Let's be honest, most of the time, we're pretty good at love when it comes to ourselves. We love to think about how to make our lives better. We love to to worry about fulfilling our own interests. We focus so much on ourselves that, that sometimes it's hard to love other people. Our lives tend to revolve around us. And if you don't think that's true, then why did Jesus... Give us the command to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, he already knows that we love ourselves most of all, and he wants us to love other people just as much, if not more. And so also with this command here to love one another as I have loved you. Our love for others is a response. It's a response that Jesus' love produces in us. We look at the love that Jesus has for us, and then we want to want to share that love with others. We respond by loving him, yes, and we respond by loving others. As John said in his first letter, we love because he first loved us, because God first loved us. Our motivation to love is not because we have to, but because we want to. We want to show other people the same love that Jesus has for us, and so we love them accordingly. And again, none of us loves our mothers perfectly. Our selfishness gets in the way. Our disrespect of our mother might get in the way. But but Jesus took away all of those sins of not loving our mothers perfectly. And so we forge ahead. We keep loving our mothers even if it's with an imperfect love. Now, there's one other aspect of our love for others, especially our mothers, that we need to talk about. Like the love that Jesus has for us, our love for our mothers has one goal in mind. Let's back up for a moment and and talk about a good definition of love again. We've already said that the perfect definition of love is the love that Jesus has for us. And that his love is self-sacrificing. That his love has one goal in mind. How could we sum up that love? 
Well, the best definition of love would be that we want the best for the object of our love. Jesus wanted the best for us. That's why he he came to this earth to live perfectly, to die so that we could be with him in heaven. And so also we show that same kind of love to others. We want the best for them. We husbands, we want the best for our wives. Wives want the best for their husbands. Mothers want the best for their children. And so on and so on. And when we keep that in mind, it's it's easier to show love towards someone if we truly want what is best for them. And what is that thing? What is that that best that we want for anyone? What's the best that we could want for our mothers? The same thing that Jesus wants for us. Heaven. Our love for others should always have that as the ultimate goal of our love. We want to see that person in heaven. And all of our actions, all of our words should reflect that attitude. Jesus said, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now we know full well that we can't always act perfectly as one of Jesus' followers, as one of his disciples. We sin daily and much. We sin against our mothers. We get mad at at our friends, we get jealous of our co-workers. But Jesus loves us. And in that love, He forgives us of our sins. And in turn, we love others. What does that love look like? Well, it can be simple things. And we could apply this to many different people, but today, let's think about how we can apply it to our mothers. When our mother corrects us, And rightfully, I might add, could we, instead of becoming defensive, that we offer an apology instead? When our mother's having a bad day and snaps at us, can we put the best construction on it and give her a hug instead of snapping back at her? Can we help her out when she has a lot to do? Can we listen to her advice even when we don't think we need it? Can we give her a call just to see how she's doing? And how about one more way to show love for our mothers? What can you do to show them that you care about them in the ultimate sense? Maybe your mom is not a Christian. Maybe she doesn't believe that that Jesus is her Savior. Can you keep telling her about her Savior? And if your mom is a Christian, well, what sort of encouragement can you give to her as a fellow Christian? So that she remains in her faith. Can you share a devotion with her? Can you share a Bible passage with her? A verse that that particularly struck you in that week? These are things that we can do with anyone, yes. But especially with our mothers. Now before I close today, I want to clarify that I haven't been trying to paint motherhood in the rosiest of terms. We all know that there are no perfect mothers. If your mom isn't perfect or wasn't perfect, well, Jesus died to take her sins away. And perhaps the thought of motherhood brings tears to your eyes because you've lost a child or 
because you've lost your mother. Perhaps the thought of being a mother hits you right in the heart because you weren't able to to have children, even though you prayed and prayed that it would happen. Now, I can't say anything today that will make all of that hurt go away. But Jesus can, and Jesus does. He says, love one another as I have loved you. Jesus' love heals. Jesus' love takes all of the hurt and the pain in our lives, and he takes it away because he's taken away the source of all of that hurt and the pain because he's taken away sin. So on this day, when we celebrate and we recognize mothers, we celebrate even more the one who loves us much more, infinitely more than any mother can. Yes, your mother loves you imperfectly. You love your mother imperfectly. But Jesus loves us perfectly. And His love never ends. Amen.